The Unemployment Reality. Let's have a look. Hello everyone, I'm Florian Heiser and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. I've got my Stein of coffee and I thought we would have a look at this article from the ABC because it paints another picture to the unemployment numbers. Now the latest data from the ABS has unemployment dropping down to 5.1%. Now there's a particular methodology they use to determine that number. They survey you, ask you a series of questions, and depending upon your answers, you may be considered unemployed, you may be considered part of the workforce, you may be considered underemployed, or you may be considered not part of the workforce. Now, there are different methodologies and different approaches to do this. The ABS has a particular methodology, and frankly, I think they're stuck using it to ensure they can compare historical data. But there is an alternative, and there is an alternative which paints, I would say, a rather bleaker but perhaps more accurate picture. And this is the Roy Morgan website, roymorgan.com.au, and you can find find their unemployment data. And they have here December unemployment is at 8.7, and underemployed is at 9.9. So underemployed and unemployed is at 18.6. But what is of most significance here is the change from November. To December. You can see in November we were at 8.1% unemployment and 8% underemployment, and that grew from 8.7 up to 9.9. So the total, or the combined, under and unemployed went from 16.1 up to 18.6. Things are getting worse according to Roy Morgan. Things have slightly improved according to the Australian Bureau of Statistics. And remember, one hour a week during the period, you're considered employed. Could you survive off one hour a week? You must be making a lot more than I am. I think the most I ever got for one hour work was probably oh, 300 bucks, I think. It's like overtime, working throughout the night. We charged extra to, to save a client something. But, you know, I don't do that all the time because, frankly, I would burn out <laughs> and clients are usually more organized than that. This is, this is when a you know, when a small to medium enterprise, as a business owner, you step up to help your client. I know a lot of people can relate to that. So let's have a look at this article. Unemployment numbers don't tell the full story of a tough job market. Imagine applying for more than 100 jobs, making it through to the final round of interviews in a third of those applications and still having nothing to show for it. I mean, that, that shows you the gentleman they're talking about here is, uh, he's not a leaner, is he? He's not a leaner, he's trying. It has been well over a year since 44-year-old John Alley's job at Energy Australia was made redundant, and he's still out there looking for work. And here's the thing, 44... I mean, shit, that's not that much older than me, guys, to be honest. Are we starting to see ageism creep to this level? I went for one role with an energy company and it was almost like the role was cut straight for my CV, he said. I was high-fiving out of that interview. I thought, this is great, fantastic people, good organization, role I could do with my eyes shut. I came home and said to my wife, I've got this, I've got this. How could I not have this one? Oh, no. And you know, one week went on, three weeks went on, four weeks went on, and he didn't hear anything back. And I just got told 
they went with somebody else. I mean, this is the thing, guys. You could be the right person for the job, but someone could be righter. It's tough. Mr. Ali has applied for more than 100 jobs and sat through 20 to 30 final round interviews. He says he receives feedback. It's the same message each time. I'm getting told that I'm not a good cultural fit, he said. Not a good cultural fit. What does that mean? Not a good cultural fit. Hmm. A middle-aged white guy with a fantastic hairstyle isn't a good cultural fit. Could we start... Are we starting to see... And here, I'm just putting my, my hat on here. Are we starting to see what happens when you have organizations wanting to meet particular targets, wanting to meet particular gender ratios, wanting to employ people based on biological attributes which are beyond their control rather than purely merit-based. I'm putting it out there, guys. Let me know if you've seen this. They said, you interview well. They really liked you, but you just don't... F but they just didn't feel you were a cultural fit for the role. It's really hard to do anything with that sort of feedback because what does that even mean? Well, I just put a theory as to what I think it means. They probably want to up, you know, achieve better, maybe better gender uh, parity. parity. Maybe they want to hire more people of a particular ethnic or racial group. I mean, guys, this is, sadly, this is the world that we're facing. This is what's happening in the corporate world. And he's a man too. I think that's probably most of it. I've done a video, CEOs Against Men. It's, it's an old video I did where we look at footage from CEO organizations where they all meet up together and they talk about how they are making sexist-based employment decisions to have a better outcome. So they're just, they are actively discriminating against people. So let's see if they, have, if they talk about this, this theory in the article. What do you reckon? It could mean that I'm too old or it's just a really nice way of saying there was somebody better because there's nothing tangible with cultural fit. Well, no... It is, mate. You've got to think. You've got to think a little bit deeper than that. Maybe this is uh, this is him getting a bit blackpilled in a reality. Sadly, he doesn't know for sure, but Mr. Allen fears the new generation of workers have skills that employers want, and he believes his generation lack. People who are not Gen Y or digital natives, or really computer literate, are probably getting a little left behind. Perhaps, but I mean, these are skills you can learn, guys. Learning how to use a computer is not the same as learning how to code a computer. It's just something you can learn. It's not that hard, honestly. Just, I think the biggest thing with the older generation, and he's not that much older. He's only, what, six years older than me. The biggest thing with the older generation being able to use computer skills is just a fear factor of breaking them. When you break, you know, I, I started building computers back in uh, high school. I remember... Oh, this this is a bit embarrassing. I went to the auctions and I would buy like crates, like a shipping crate full for like five bucks of all of these old 8Xs just to get four or XTs, which are really, if you're not familiar, they're like old, old pieces of garbage computers, just to get four 386s on the crate. And I refurbished them, built them together, installed Windows and then sold them on. And that's, that's how I learned how to break the machines and how to get them all working. I probably should have kept it all. It would have been all the gold and silver there 
in those machines, but we, we dumped them. I tell you, my father wasn't happy when, <laughs> when I had a pile of computers that high and he had to take them home to his garage. Oh, well, you know, that, that's it's part of life. It's part of life. So regional unemployment remains high. Mr. Ali's not the only Australian borrowing about being left behind in the jobs market. He is one of the 1.8 million Australians who are either unemployed or underemployed in the workforce. Together, they are the people the Australian Bureau of Statistics calls underutilized. Yes, we always hear that. We hear that as well from the RBA. Despite a fall in the unemployment rate to 1.5%, the latest data from ABS shows the national underutilization rate is stuck at 13.5. And as I was saying, and we'll just jump back here to Roy Morgan, with Roy Morgan are telling us 18.6, an unemployment rate of 8.7. Yeah. I'd bet the carton on Roy Morgan before I bet it on ABS. Let me know in the comments which you would bet your carton on. Yeah. Last year, it pushed above 16% in southeast Melbourne and 18% in the mid-north coast of New South Wales, with Coffs Harbour and Grafton both seeing unutilisation rates above 15%. Coffs Harbour-based uh, psychotherapist and social worker Janine Truwiki has her work cut out helping those who are struggling to cope with setbacks. The majority of people will reach for the phone and call me after they've really battled the problem long enough and on their own with their family and they're at the point they come to talk to me, she said. And she points out simply finding any old job for someone is not going to help the job seeker or the economy. In fact, she argues it may do more harm. What they do need is to feel meaningfully employed and involved. But what actually happens is either they hold onto a job because they feel they won't be employable in any other situation, or they just can't keep up with the employment situations, just don't suit their needs, she said. So they have to let go in a lot of situations or just not re-engage with the whole prospect of searching for a job. Well, you can see it. It, it could be uh, you could get stuck in that trap, guys. You can get stuck in that trap. And I think particularly from a male perspective, being the if you're the breadwinner and the provider for your family, losing that capacity can be a big dent on the ego. It can be a big dent on the ego. So if you've got friends that are going through this, you need to reach out to them and support them. If you're going through this yourself, uh, the best advice I would suggest is try and try and see the positives you have from, well, it's going to be bloody tough, but try and find the positives. Use this as an opportunity to, to learn some new skills with the free time you have. Fix around the house, do whatever you can. Trying to get generate money as well. Work on your fitness. I'd read some stoicism. That really helped me when we got in a lot of trouble. And it was, it was good. And I, I really got... I really turned around my health and fitness. I said, well, you know, if I'm not going to be making a lot of money this couple of years, I will do a lot of focus on improving my life because in the end, that's more important. And eventually, because for us, for us, it was a big, a big shift because we had a lot of staff. We had, had the business, we had the premises, and then we had to just scale completely back, set up at home here. And now we're, we're doing a completely different strategy now. We're limiting the amount of work that we take on. We're getting to the point where we don't need to bring other people on. And, um, you know, we're being a lot pickier about who we work for and who we work with, which seems to be working much better. But 
you know, it's not an easy journey going through those type of big changes in your life. And it's something that you, if your friends are going through it, you need to help support them. Particularly for blokes, I'd say. Because we're usually the ones that uh, often won't talk about it. Deloitte Access Economics partner, Nikki Hutley, has been studying the jobs market and says the drought and recent bushfires are exacerbating the problem. But there's also a long-term trend where we're finding what we call the so-called sponge effect, she said. So centers like Dubbo may be growing, but it's at the expense of a lot of regional areas. The way city economies work is that people tend to get attracted to cities, and Australia, of course, is highly urbanized where the jobs are concentrated, particularly high-paying jobs. And so regional areas tend to lose people to the cities, and that's been a tre that trend's been ongoing in Australia, unfortunately, for quite some time. It makes it very tough if you're in the regions, and it gets tougher the longer you stay out of full-time work. Mr. Ali says his confidence is now taking a hit, prompting him to do something he had never contemplated, going back to the employment drawing board. We're still in a bit of a tight fix. My wife's working two jobs at the moment, he said. I'm thinking of going back and doing another degree, more of a foundational degree, whether it be law or something like that. Because 44 is not old and I've got another 25 years of work left in me. So maybe this is a good time to completely reskill and go do something else I'm passionate about. So that's not entirely a bad takeaway, to be honest, from it. If he's, this is, the, this is essentially the, the meme of learn to code. If there's, you, know, you have challenges retaining work in your other employment, you need to shift. You need to shift into another sector, you know. That's an option. The problem is, well, law is pretty flooded. Law is very flooded. But then again, in, in some professions, they might prefer having someone with a little bit more experience in the practices. So, and I mean, the issue also is the poor guy's wife's having to work two jobs to keep them going. And this is where financial pressures in the home can cause you know, relationship issues and can have a lot of other unintended consequences. So guys, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? I mean, you can't you can't argue that this guy isn't trying bloody hard to get it and, you know, a good cultural fit. Do you think I'm being, you know, politically incorrect incorrect with my uh my, you know, arguments that perhaps it's to do that he's not a cultural fit and it's a very simplistic and woke reason from the employers. Maybe they want to tick certain boxes. You know, positive discrimination, guys, which which they're doing. We've seen it. There's evidence. There was a recent government study here where they removed all identifying features from the resumes. And they found that if they didn't remove the identifying features, people were discriminating based on race and gender. And not how everyone thinks. It's not the white blokes getting all the advantages. It's the other way around, guys. Anyway, let me know your take on this. What would you do if you have gone through this situation? What advice do you have? Because frankly, I think we're going to have some tough times in the year ahead of the economy. It's not going to be easy. You're going to have friends and family that will go through this, that will be struggling. What advice would you give them? What support would you give your friends? Maybe just having a chat. Because this is, this is a big ego hit to a lot of blokes out there. And not that I'm saying it isn't also a hit for women, but women tend to be better at having support networks than men. 
honestly i mean let me if anyone could give me an argument against that i'd like to see it because the i think you've got what do you have well look at the suicide rate with men to women we got the men's sheds but they're also getting invaded and some of them are just the whole idea of it is getting destroyed in some of these sheds but nonetheless let us know in the comments what advice you'd give to people in this situation should people retrain how would you help your friend going throughout something like this thanks for watching guys please like share and subscribe to the channel if you're a fan and want to help contribute a bit more we have a patreon where you can make a monthly donation we also have the ability for you to join the channel here on youtube where you get emojis and badges if you're making consumer purchases on amazon or ebay we have referral links doesn't cost you a cent more and we receive a small commission we have a referral link for independent reserve so a portion of your fee goes to us instead of independent reserve they like it because they get new people signing up it's great for you to support a channel and for us it's another bit a little bit that just adds up we're not talking a little bit a lot of money here you know we're talking 50 cents maybe a dollar every now and then but guys, you don't scoff at that, you know, it helps. And finally, we have merchandise from our Heisers website, Pocket Squares, made by Rachel, and also PayPal if you want to contribute that way. If you can't afford anything like that, I don't mind at all, and I completely understand. I just put these options here for people. Even just watching and putting up with my rambling is thanks enough. Take care, guys. Have a great day, and I will talk to you in another video. Bye for now.